Welcome back to part two with Colin in the Brazen Sea. Um, Colin's going to now talk about his book. He's uh, doing a book. So you're writing a book. What What is the book about? Okay, so the book is, uh, it's been a long time coming. I I just got off the, I got off the interview with uh, Raul from the Fundamental. That guy, he's awesome. Um, so I was talking about my book with him and I was telling him that uh, it's it's a bunch of things that's happened to me that for a long time, you know, growing up, I just kind of thought, well, you know, maybe this is what Christians go through. And it's not at all. Like, the, God has literally put his hand on me for something I have no idea. I'm not going to pretend to, you know, I'm not going to lift myself up or nothing. Um, <clears throat> but the Lord has definitely preserved me. There's been several times where I should have died, and he has kept me alive. So um, the book is about my supernatural experiences, and it's about, um, it's all Christ-centered. It's all, it focuses on how, you know, Jesus has been there with me and helped me throughout my life. And I'm, I'm talking crazy stuff, bro, crazy stuff that... I try to tell, I've, I've told my siblings, I don't think they believe me. And I don't blame them. I don't hold it against them because I probably, w I probably wouldn't believe me either. You know what I mean? if, if someone was telling me this stuff, I'd be like, all right, sure, buddy. But Can I just I say got, one thing too real quick? Because yeah, yeah, um, sure. I, I heard uh, what you told George Hobbs, and I definitely want to hear it. Um, like you, the Lord also has saved me. Um, like I said, I had a traumatic childhood and uh, upbringing. It was tough in a tough area. And um, I eventually... Um, had addiction problems and you know the Lord saved me from that and there was times where you know I was close to death um, I'm not going to get too far into it but the Lord had saved me you know 80% of the kids I grew up with they uh, they're in the ground today because you know I truly believe because they didn't have didn't know God at all and you know sin eventually does take us if we stay living in sin but so I could I relate to that I feel that God saved me for a reason Yes. So you want to continue? Tell me about these experiences because they're pretty, they are wild. They're intense, man. Um, so I've been attacked. I've been attacked by a, like a, a demon possessed bum. Uh, uh, when I was little, I was, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't really know exactly why I went to my mom. I was like literally like five years old, bro. I was like five years old back in Lebanon, Missouri. And uh, I went up to her when she was cooking dinner. Now, I think she was cooking stew or chili or something. And I tugged on her dress and I said, Mom, I, want I either said I want to get saved or I said, how do I get saved? I said something like that. And so she looked at me and she's like, what? And so she stopped what she was doing, you know, and took me to her bedroom. And we got down and she led me to Christ right there in her bedroom. And um, so a big shout out to my mom. Um, she's a you know, warrior for Christ and a uh, very strong woman. And um, she would read the King James to all of his kids. But what you're looking back on it, it's so funny, dude, because <laughs> I read the King James now and it's like, dude, it's kind of hard to understand. You know, it's like you have to almost like read it over again. So uh, I, I credit like my reading comprehension and like my ability to speak a lot of to, to that, just 
forcing myself to listen to her reading these stories from the Bible in King James, in Old English. So, uh, yeah, so she led me to Christ. And then um, shortly after, uh, I got scheduled to get baptized at our church. And I can still remember, bro, like, the name is Pastor Khan, Pastor Archie Khan from Tabernacle Christian Academy. Um, I remember in the water, we were up in the water in the, in the, it's like a bath that's behind the stage and everyone in the, everyone in the, um, in the auditorium or whatever, no, everyone in the main, I, I'm having a brain fart. So where everyone comes to, for church, everyone can see it. Everyone's sitting in the pews. They can see the person get baptized with the pastor. So I can still remember standing in the water. It was freezing. Dude. It was so cold. <laughs> And the pastor was like, all right, you ready? And so he, he asked me some questions, and um, I professed my faith. And and then uh, he said, you know, I, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I remember going backwards and plugged my nose, and I came up, and I was all cold. And, and then I couldn't wait to get back down to my family. I was all excited. And then as uh, the end of the service, I can still remember at the end of the service, I was still like a little bit damp, like my hair and stuff, but I was I was – I was elated, man. I was so happy. And I remember walking through the pews, just being like on cloud nine. I was just so happy, bro. And that was, that was clearly the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit came on me and, and then, uh, it was either that day or it was like the next day we were at, we went back to our house. I want to say it was that day. Can I just I jump I'm, in real quick? So yeah. I just want to say that's so beautiful. You know, your mom sounds like a beautiful woman. Um, you know, I have a seven-year-old daughter, and when you have a daughter in this world, worries come on that you worry about things you never even thought of. And, you know, God had told me, just let her make sure she knows me and everything will be all right. So I asked her, I said, Liv, do you want to get baptized? You know, me and her both were baptized the Catholic way when we were born, but I believe you need to, you know, get baptized, re-baptized, you know, so I said, do you want to get baptized? And she said, yeah. So we actually went to a lake near my house and I baptized her and she baptized me. And uh, it was just a beautiful experience. You know, I think she'll always remember that, that we both baptized each other. I asked her, do you take, you know, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and repent for your sins? And she said, yes. And I dunked her and she did the same to me. And, it, you know, teaching our children about the, about you know, Jesus is so important. So I commend your mom. She sounds like a beautiful woman. She is. I, I appreciate that, man. And that's, that's really cool. The whole, uh, you and your daughter baptizing each other. I love because that's the, the whole thing of baptizing is you're doing it to profess to the world. You know, like you, I guess you would say your community, you're, you're, you're professing your faith and, and, uh, how Jesus said, if you're not willing to stand up for me in front of men, that I will not stand up for you in front of my father. Amen. So that's what that's what baptizing is all about. It's like you're standing up for Jesus in front of everyone, and everyone knows it. So that's that's awesome, man. That that's beautiful that you and your daughter did that. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, like I, I came back, we came back home, and again, this is in Lebanon, Missouri, and Missouri is just riddled with Satanists, bro. It's it, it really is sad. It really is sad. Um, a lot of devil worship and nonsense going on back there. And, uh, and so 
we were in Lebanon, Missouri when this happened, and uh, I uh, I was sitting on the couch, and I just had this I had this feeling like I was compelled, and I, I wanted to go outside and worship God. It was really it was really bizarre. It had to be the Holy Spirit because it wasn't me. You know, I was like five six years old, so I go outside. And what's really weird is that when I'm reading the Bible just recently, I come across the passage, and I want to say it's, it might be Chronicles, um, talking about Solomon, when Solomon, uh, I think when he finished the, uh, the temple, or yeah, he finished, I think he finished the temple, and he gets up on top of this table, and he's addressing all of Israel, and then he gets, he, he lifts up his hands to heaven, he starts praising God, and he gets down on his knees, and then he starts basically just praising God and worshiping God and saying, we as a nation, we recognize you. We uh, lift you up. There is no God other than you. You know, just all that. And so <clears throat> just by him doing that, when I read that, that reminded me of what I'm about to tell you. So I was like five or six. I go to my front yard. I get down on my knees, lift my hands up to heaven, start worshiping God, just like Solomon did. And... I start praising God, and I can remember closing my eyes, and I was just, I was just praising Him, basically, out in the broad daylight. It was like probably twelve o'clock, one, two, somewhere around there. And now I've come to find out years later that I, apparently I was facing east. Now I, I don't know, you know, I, I'm not saying that, you know, um, I, 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 what I should say is I think there is something to that how the Muslims face east. Yeah. Um, because they're facing Jerusalem, they're facing Mecca or whatever. So I, I was talking to my mom. My mom was like, "Well, where where were you? What was your direction? Where were you pointing?" And I was like, "Well, I was pointing towards uh, the end of the street, towards that intersection." And she was like, "Yeah, that's facing east." And I was like, "Huh, interesting." So I, it could have been coincidence, but. I, I don't know, you know, so I just thought... No, nah, I, I don't think it's coincidence. Um, like, it's funny, you know, what you just... Not funny, but um, I could relate because when the Holy Spirit works through you, it's such a remarkable thing. Um, like a year ago, I was having this urge. There's a place in my town called Castle Island. It's an old Civil War fort in South Boston. And I was having this feeling, go to Castle Island, go to Castle Island. So after like two weeks of having this feeling, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go to Castle Island. So I go down, I go to my old neighborhood. I take the train down. I'm walking up to Castle Island and I bump into an old friend and hey, I haven't seen you. You look great. I'm like, how are you doing? He's like, oh, well, I'm going to my mom's friend's house. He's like, do you want to come? I'm like, sure. <clears throat> so we get there and I found out that the mother's, the his mother's friend just lost her son to an overdose and um i told her i said ma'am i said the holy spirit's been telling me to come to castle island and now i'm at your house i said the lord i know now has sent me here to tell you your son is in heaven he was a christian everything's okay you know i know you're going through it but jesus loves you and it, it was just when god works through you it's it's the best feeling, and it sounds like you know you also have that going on for you. That's really cool, man. Yeah. So, how did the mom? What did she? What did she say? She was just very so happy. She jumped up. She gave me a hug, and like I just, 
I told her, I said, listen, like, this is not by chance. God has been telling me to come. She lived right, like, probably three blocks from Castle Island. I'm like, God has been telling me for two weeks to come here, and now I'm here and at your house. I'm like, the Lord wants you to know your son is okay. He's in heaven. He was a Christian, and, you know, I'm here, and God loves you. Just lean on God. He's here for you. And it was just a beautiful experience. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. So uh, so what so after you did this praying in the yard, this is when the this demonic figure came up? Yeah. So you probably remember me talking about it on the show. Um Yeah, so I'm kneeling down and I'm worshiping God, right? And then I feel like to my seven o'clock, I think it was, I feel this weird and this is gonna. This is what's weird because it's gonna happen again to me later on in my life. And what I mean is, this feeling I got was like a combination of two things. It was like, um, kind of like when you're on a roller coaster, and you get that rush, those butterflies, you know. Yep. And then mix that with, uh, you take two opposite ends of a magnet. Now that the magnets repel each other. So when you combine those two feelings. That's kind of what I was feeling. Like all of a sudden, I just started feeling this weird, uneasy feeling, right? And so, and then, and, then, and it was feel, coming from my left. And I immediately stopped worshiping, and I looked back to my left. I'm still kneeling on the ground, and there's this old, creepy woman, dressed in all black, staring at me, bro. Like she's like less, probably ten feet or less, standing away from me, back at like my seven o'clock, and she's standing on the road, like right up next to the curb. So I got the impression that she wasn't able to come onto our property, but she was like, oh, bro, it's so, so creepy. Because I saw her, and she, dude, her eyes, like, I could tell then, even when I was little, I could tell that she looked like she looked like she was about 80 years old. But when I looked into her eyes, I could tell there was way too much vitality going on there. Yeah. Like there was, it was almost like something was looking at me through an old woman. Oh, that's so eerie, bro. Oh, bro, it, oh, dude, yeah, I literally I just had a reflex. I stood up, and I kept my eye on her. I stood up, and I just kind of backed away from her, and she looked at me, and she's like, hello. And she gave, like, a fake synthetic smile, like she was trying to get me to come over to her, and I was like, hi. And, you know, I was, and then I, I turned around and ran to my front door, I ran to my front door, and uh, which took all of about four seconds. And I turned around real quick, just thinking she's going to be right behind me. Because I do. It creeped me out, bro. So I turned around, and she was gone. She just disappeared. Like, she vanished. And she was in all black. And she was, without a doubt, uh, probably a fallen angel. Because she was. it was a person. Like, she wasn't translucent. It was like some old woman was standing there dressed in all black and she had like a shawl around her head. Um, she was standing, she was physically standing there. So people need to understand the difference between fallen angels and demons is demons have to inhabit the host. They have to embody or possess a host in order to, in order to, you know, physically uh, function here on the, on, on our realm. Yeah. Fallen angels can come and go as they please. They can, they can appear as whoever they want to, and they can disappear. So I definitely encountered a fallen angel, and I think the reason why I did is because 
I was out in broad daylight worshiping God, and they didn't like that because they look at it as we're on their turf, and you know they just they don't like people doing that anyways because that's what that's what the devil wants. The devil wants what I was doing. He wants me to do that to him. He wants me to worship him like I was worshiping God. So when they see that, they basically just get extremely envious, and they just hate us. They hate Christians because you know because Christ died for us. So um, it, it just had a, I had that realization as I you know grew up, and it just really tripped me out. Well, you, um, you so you say where you grew up, there's a lot of Satanism. They um recently in Boston they had Satan Con, and. It was from April 28th to April 30th. And, oh, what, I heard about and what's wild is, so Massachusetts has a daily lottery number. That the night of Satan Con, the lottery was 1666. Oh my gosh. Isn't that, bro, people, like I tell people and they're like, yeah, coincidence. I'm like, dude, that is not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. No way it isn't. Yeah, the probability of that happening, that number being pulled, and honestly, they probably pulled the number one just so they could say, you know, like if they had pulled 0666, which I don't even know how that lottery works, but yeah, that's, um, <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that mind-blowing? That's not a coincidence. That's, yeah. That's straight-up wickedness at the highest order, bro. Exactly. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and uh, there's, I'd say honestly, the most profound, the most profound encounter I've ever had is uh, shortly after this happened, after this woman, this old woman trying to get me, I guess. Um, so I believe it was that night I went to sleep, and I, I remember laying on my left side, and I had to share a bed with my brother Wes. You know, God rest his soul. He's uh, he's in heaven now, but uh, at the time I was sharing a bed with him. Uh, there were six of us kids and my two parents. So it was eight eight people in a little three bedroom house. You know, so <laughs> you're you're gonna have to share a bed with your brothers. It's the way it is. Or you can sleep on the floor, I guess. So <laughs> yeah. So so I was sharing a bed with my brother. And I was sleeping on my left side, and I remembered um, crying. I was praying to God, and I was crying because I felt so good just his presence. I just wanted to be with him. I was willing to leave everything and go be with God. That's so crazy to me. Like looking back on it when I was like six years old, bro. And thinking these things because my, I have my daughter, my daughter's almost six. So it's like, I was thinking that back at her, almost her age. That's that just blows my mind. So I'm praying to God in bed. I go to sleep. And I'm pretty sure the next day or the next two days, I, I don't know exactly for sure, but shortly after, so I wake up, and I think it might have been the next, that day, following day, I go to the backyard, um, and our neighbor had like this white septic tank in their backyard, but our yards just kind of, you know, merged together because nobody back then nobody had any fences or anything. It was just one giant field. <laughs> so I was laying down in the grass, and uh, there was all these uh, clovers. There was all these uh, clovers growing in the grass. I just remember laying down on my back, and I folded my hands and put them behind my head. And I just started reminiscing, thinking about God and, and my life and, you know, the crazy old woman. And I, and I knew then, I understood, like, 
what was kind of happening. Like I, it started kind of coming together in my mind. Like I think that's why that old woman tried to scare me or whatever, you know, in my little mind. And so all of a sudden I'm looking up at the sky and the clouds are slowly moving as they do. And I'm, I'm just looking at the clouds thinking, my God. And then all of a sudden the clouds like slowly move apart. And I see this light, this brilliant light. And it's not like, you know, you look at the sun and it's like, oh, it's hard to look at. It's real bright. That's not how this was. It was real bright, but you could still look at it. It was like super clean. It was like very, very um, sanitized, very clean white light. It was just beautiful. And I saw this light coming out of the clouds. And I was like, what? And I then I see this old man. This old man walks out. And he's holding a staff in his right hand. And he comes out and he stands and he's just looking down at me. And I'm just like in awe. I'm, I'm frozen. Like I don't really know. And I start to rub my eyes and I'm looking because I'm thinking, am I freaking seeing this? Like, And so then I see him do this. He, he takes his staff and he sticks it out in front of him and he moves it across his body towards his left. And then he turns to his left and then he goes back into the clouds. He didn't say nothing. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I just, that's all I saw. Now, I still don't know what that means, but it means something. And and Homeboy, I drew a picture of this in my book. So in my book, I have basically all the supernatural things that I've encountered. I draw a picture of what I remember seeing for every event. So I drew one for the old woman when I was worshiping. I drew one for, you know, my mom when I tugged on her dress. I drew one of this where I see the old man come out of the clouds and um, I'm pretty looking back on it. I, I've gone back and forth. It's either, I thought at first it was Moses. And the only reason I thought that is because he looked a lot like Charlton Heston in the 10 commandments. Yeah. But he wasn't as tall and he was like hunched over. And this guy was clearly old. He was an old dude, but his skin was like, like brown, like like beef jerky, bro. Like he looked like he had been in the sun for quite a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he had a really long, pronounced white beard. He had a really full head of hair, white full head of hair. Um, and he had sleeves. He had sleeves, but they went down to his elbow. He didn't have long sleeves. But his robe that he was wearing was like striped, and it was striped and like multicolored. I want to say it was like red, orange, yellow, white, and brown. Um, and, but what's weird is that what I thought was interesting is that his, his eyebrows, like his eyes and his eyebrows were darker. So his hair was white, but he, he still had dark eyebrows, which I thought was funny. That is funny. <laughs> so I don't, I have no idea. It's either Moses or it was Elijah because Elijah, he didn't have a headdress on. Cause a lot of those guys back then they would wear like a headdress, you know, like cover their head. Yeah. He didn't have one of those. So. Um, it's possible that it was Elijah because Elijah never died and neither did, neither did Enoch. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking. I, one of those three, when you, as you were telling me, those are the three people I was thinking in my head as well. Yeah. So, and it, the only reason I said Moses, because like I said, it looked like Charlton Heston, but like a Middle Eastern version. And, um, also because, uh, the Mount of the Configuration, when Peter was like, "Oh, let's build a, let's build an altar to all three of you," <laughs> and 
they, who did they see there? They saw Moses and Elijah come and, and uh, minister to Jesus. So I think there, there's something to that. Um, I definitely think it was one of the two guys. And the reason why I say this is because it was an old man. So as far as I know, when you go to heaven, you don't, you're not that old. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's not a bunch of old people up in heaven. This guy was old. He was like at least 80 or 90. He had to have been. But um, I, I just thought that was really weird. And so he went back into the clouds. The clouds just folded in together like nothing had happened. And the whole thing lasted probably 10 seconds. And I was just, I, I was like, I couldn't speak. I was like, what? And so I got up and I ran. I wanted to tell somebody. And I, I remember I'd go to the, the back of the house. I'd come in. And I think my brother Corey was standing there folding laundry. He's like, what's up, dude? What do you want? And I was going to tell him, and then something told me not to tell him because he was just going to make fun of me, right? But I'm just some little kid. And I'm like, if I tell my older brother, he's either going to he's either gonna thump on me or he's going to make fun of me or whatever. <laughs> so I was like, uh, nothing. And I just ran off, and I kept it to myself for a long time. And I brought it up years later to my mom, and my mom was like aghast. Like, she didn't really know what to say. And, um, yeah, so I've been carrying all this stuff for most of my life. And not really talking to people about it, which I regret, but um, I'm doing it now. You know, like like Raul, he said, well, brother, you're doing it now. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful experience. I'm, I'm really glad you got to have that experience because, like, when I had my spiritual awakening and I had that same, seen the same type of light, it was super bright, but it yeah. didn't hurt my eyes. It was clean. Yeah. Um, it is. It's a beautiful experience. And I, you know, I thank God a lot that he gave me that. He did the same thing. He didn't say anything. I was too afraid to look up, but I, I had the experience and not enough. You know, I'm grateful that I had that experience. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's unmistakable. You know what I mean? Like you can feel it in your soul. Like, you know, you know, it's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like It's kind of like when you walk into a room or like, let's say you're walking somewhere, you know, you shouldn't be. Like, let's say you walk into a bar or something, and you just get that heavy, oppressive feeling. Yep. You know, it's like the opposite of that. Exactly. Right? So you're sitting there, and you know it's like, okay, this isn't me. This isn't something. This is clearly from God because it just feels so good. It's just such a, a pure and holy thing. It's, it's unmistakable. It really is. So, um, I mean, I don't know how many one of these, I don't know how many of these you want to go through. I can keep going if you want. Well, we're coming up on uh, 27 minutes, <clears throat> so, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, um, well, how many more experiences do you have? Like, is there a couple more? Well, I got, a, I, got a, <laughs> I got a bunch, bro. I've got, the book I wrote has, like, 30, but obviously I'm not going to go through all those, uh, but I can just pick and choose if you want, but, um. Well, if, if yep. you if you want if if you would like to come on again, I'd love to have you on and hear some more of the experiences. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Um, yeah, we'll set that up. Um, I really appreciate you coming on, Colin. You're my very first guest, and I truly believe God sent you to be my first guest. So I'm honored that you came on. I really appreciate you taking the time. I know how busy life is. Um, it's been a great conversation. I loved everything you say, so I'm looking forward to talking to you again. Hey, God bless you, Cliff. God bless you too, Colin. Have a great day. Peace be with you, brother. All right. Thank you. Bye.
Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Truth to Faith. That was Colin. Um, great guy, great story, great testimony. I hope you all enjoyed it. Have a great day. Bye.